What's up, guys? Welcome to Lockdown Universe. Thanks for joining the show. I just wanted to send a huge shout out to anybody who has donated. I appreciate you guys. It helps make the podcast and it's brought to you by donations. So uh, it makes it easier for me to research. It takes a lot of time to research these topics and bring them to you. So uh, especially these unique stories, um, they're hard to find and they're giving, getting more and more difficult to find. So if you're able to donate, would really appreciate it. Make the show a lot better and uh, allow me to get some better equipment. So until then, enjoy the show, guys. Take care. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourself. So today... I wanted to talk about the future of technology, especially in regards to phones. So currently we have these brick-like devices that we have to carry with us everywhere and we have to turn on and have to look at. But in shows like uh, The Feed on Amazon, if you haven't seen it, it's a great show, great concept. But basically the idea is, is that in the future we will have implanted devices that will allow us to access the internet through our visual cortex and be able to access it and think about whatever we want and pop up multiple windows in our vision uh, along with being able to see what's in our environment we'll also have these windows in the corner to be able to access live video feeds youtube feeds um, in information like wikipedia etc etc so is this possible well, I did a little research, right? Of course, you do a little bit of research to see what's on the horizon with a lot of companies. And there's many companies that are already achieving this, um, at least maybe not to the level that's in the feed, but definitely progressing that way, um, especially Elon Musk's, uh, Musk's, I should say, um, Neuralink uh, company. So let's look at the options here. Okay, we have Neuralink. We know that that exists. But, and I'll get to that in a minute, but what other devices are out there currently? Well, there's already COVID passes that are put underneath the skin uh, that a Swedish company is offering. So that's on techsplore.com. Uh, and people back in 2021 were getting these COVID passes put underneath their skin so they could just walk into a business. Obviously, that thing, that kind of mentality has kind of changed. <laughs> well, never got here in America, but um, has probably changed some across the world um, as COVID, you know, has, has changed as well. Um, but microchipping underneath the skin has been around for quite a while. People have utilized uh, these tabs that can be put underneath their skin to access um, devices in their homes, unlock their front doors, access television, turn on lights, utilize uh, refrigerators, etc. Um, and there's other companies out there that are allowing for um, implantations of uh, transmitters. So, meaning they can transplant, or I should say, they can implant basically a telephone-like device inside your head currently. It, that's not Neuralink, though. I'm talking about a totally separate company. But there's modules that have already been created where they implant uh, in the tooth a microprocessor. And then in your ear, you would be able to hear the phone call. It has a conductive link uh, to a microprocessor where you're able to have phone calls. So this is on HowStuffWorks.com. 
So um, there'd be, there would be an implant behind the ear as well as in the tooth. So uh, you basically have a computer inside your head. You would have a radio frequency transmitter that would send and receive radio waves. Uh, the data would move just like an ordinary cell phone. Uh, the keyboard would be a problem, right? Because you wouldn't have a keyboard. Um, so that would be a little bit of a challenge. So that's kind of where um, Elon Musk's Neuralink comes in. Okay, because to be able to utilize it, you'd have to use your thought process in order to kind of access the device's capabilities. So if we take a look at Neuralink's website, what do they have to say? Because, you know, they got to explain their technology before anybody's willing to jump in the board here. Um, you got a lot of people who might be interested, would be interested in this. I, I shouldn't say might. They would be interested in having this because access to information 24-7 basically makes you a superhuman. Um, you know, if you can find, think of it and find it faster than anybody else, you're going to have superhuman-like capabilities. You're going to be able to do things faster. Somebody that has to type it in or even speak it in uh, to their phone would be at a disadvantage. So let's take a look at Neuralink's website and see exactly what their kind of mission statement is and see what they have to say. So if you don't know about Neuralink, basically what it is is an implantable neural implant that will let you control a computer or your mobile device anywhere you go. It has micron scale threads that are inserted into areas of the brain that control movement. Each thread contains many electrodes and connects them to an implant, which is the link, which is actually in the center of the head on top. So imagine kind of like where your hat would be, just at the direct top, uh, right in the middle. They would have an implant right there. Um, and it has uh, an electrode array. It's small, it's about the size of a quarter. And it's a sealed implanted device that processes, stimulates, and transmits neural signals through these neural threads. Each small flexible thread contains many electrodes for detecting neural signals. It also has a charger. A compact inductive charger wirelessly connects to the implant to charge the battery from the outside. So literally you'd be charging your brain. So literally you're Johnny Mnemonic. You know, you've got this like implant in your head that you have to plug in and you'd have to undergo surgery for it. So uh, the threads on the link are so fine and flexible that they can't be inserted by the human hand. Instead, they're building a robotic system that the neurosurgeon can use to reliably and efficiently insert these threads exactly where they need to be. The Neuralink app, which would be on your phone, which is interesting, uh, would allow you to control the iOS device, keyboard, and mouse directly with the activity of your brain, just by thinking about it. So, like, that's where things get interesting. Because the Neuralink app would guide you through exercises to teach you how to control your device and you would be autonomous with Bluetooth connection. You would control any mouse or keyboard and experience reality unmediated and in high fidelity. So there's lots to unpack in this. Um, we can kind of go a little bit deeper. Neuralink is building a fully integrated brain computer interface system. Sometimes you'll see this called a brain-computer interface. 
Either way, BMIs are technologies that enable a computer or digital device to communicate directly with the brain. So basically it would be like magic. You know, it would be like the person is able to control things with their mind, which is exactly what would happen here. For example, through inform an information readout from the brain, a person with paralysis can control a computer mouse or a keyboard. Or information can be written back into the brain, for example, to restore the sense of touch. That's interesting, because what they're what they're saying is they can they would be able to restore certain lost aspects of your mobility through this device as well. Their goal is to build a system with at least two orders of magnitude more communication channels than current clinically approved devices. This system needs to be safe and safe and it must have full wireless, wireless communication through the skin. And it has to be ready for people to take home and use on their own. Our device, called the Link, will be able to record from 1,024 electrodes and is designed to meet these criteria. So, you know, the thing about these kinds of devices is that you're giving up your pre your, your your freedom and your privacy, right? Because anytime you're connected to the grid, your all of your information is getting given out. Now, with you being able to control things with thought, can they also see your thoughts? You know, in a reverse situation, not just coming out, but can they also read them? You know, going back into your brain and see what other thoughts are going on during the day. You know, that's what's really scary. They can already track your Google search history, but imagine them tracking your thought history. That goes into, like, the realm of the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report, where they're, they were arresting people based on their thoughts or their what they were going to have happen. You know, and, and if you thought about... What if you, you know, thought about something, but you would never, you know, do it, Right? That, that's considered a thought crime, and that's exactly what they were arresting people for in Minority Report. So it gets really dicey, and I think a lot of people would definitely say no. And then it would kind of get to the point of, like, kind of where we're at with, like, um, the COVID vaccine. You know, a lot of places basically were saying you can't enter unless you have the vaccine. You can't buy things here, or you can't do things here. And now it's kind of like, lightened up right it didn't get as bad as we thought at least not yet um, where you had to have a vaccine to like do things now now things places are opening up now you can go to like baseball games and things like that without having the vaccine but before that you know basically they were saying no without you have to have proof you have to have this and that you know in early 2020 like 2022 and to 2021 um you had to have and now things are kind of opening up and they're changing um but in the future you know, will you need to have some sort of implanted device to pay for things? You know, cash is going to be wiped out. They're looking at the digital dollar now. They're going to create that. That's not even science fiction. That's science fact. Um, they're going to create a digital dollar. Eventually, there there won't be any more cash. Eventually, right? I'm not saying maybe in our lifetimes, but eventually, there's not going to be cash anymore. It'll be all be the digital digital methodology, credit cards still. But um, eventually an implant, somehow, some way. So how does the Neuralink system differ from other devices? There are currently only a few approved devices for recording or stimulating the human brain. 
including devices for deep brain stimulation, which can treat neurological disorders such as Parkinson's disease and devices for the detection and disruption of seizures. We know about those. These are designed to modulate the activity of the whole brain areas, not to transfer information to and from the brain. Therefore, they only have a small amount of electrodes, only less than 10, and they're much larger than the threads on the neural link. So, you know, again, this is kind of interesting because can we heal certain neurological disorders utilizing the neural link? That's going to be really fascinating, seeing if that actually can happen. If it can, that's going to change the game, right? More people would be open to having this implanted in their head if they could cure Parkinson's, cure, you know, other neurological disorders, ALS, that kind of thing. If they can reverse those things, paralysis, I mean, you're talking life-changing type stuff here. Um, so people are going to, would be willing to have this. Now there's going to be side effects too. What would those side effects be? Could people start having more brain cancer? Could people start having uh, seizures from the Neuralink, you know? I mean, anytime you're messing with the brain, you're messing with other issues within the brain as well. The brain's very sensitive. Um, I know personally. Um, I, I know a close family member who had brain surgery multiple times and, and how touchy things can be up there. Um, so, you know, any, anytime you're manipulating brain stuff, it, it gets real tricky. Um, so, and, and we don't fully understand the brain yet either. We're still in our infancy of really understanding how the brain operates and where, you know, emotions are located. And we, and we think we have an idea of, of where they're located and where processing comes from and where understanding comes from, where your moral codes are kind of located and th those kinds of things. Um, and, you know, certain like serial killers have like a reduced, you know, frontal lobe and, uh, you know, uh, you know, sense of morality, that kind of thing, you know, so we understand a little bit about that. But, you know, when it comes to the grand scope of the brain's physiology, we don't really have a full grasp on it yet. We will, you know, eventually, but right now we don't. Uh, so we're really kind of like in this, I feel like, I feel like we're like in the Flintstone age with this stuff. And we're, we're like playing with brains and playing with skulls. And we're like, oh, we think we can do this. And we think we can do that. Let's just crack this open like the lobotomies, you know, from the 50s and, you know, early 1900s and stuff like that. Going back, you know, it's like, it's like we played with brains and we screwed them up and we, you know, people died. But now, you know, we're getting into this new technology and we think, oh, it's going to be okay. And it's, it's really experimental. It's really like cutting edge. It sounds cool, but it's really experimental. We really don't have a full grasp of what we're doing, but they are engineering with the brain. Now, let's compare and contrast this to like, like CRISPR, right? CRISPR is creating superhumans as well. They're alter, gen genetically altering DNA. So they're making people stronger, taller, uh, you know, live longer, better eyesight better cognitive processing um, through the manipulation of DNA. And people who have money will be able to benefit from this technology. But people that don't or don't need it will not. So you're going to have these classes of society, right? Like we do now. We have these classes of society that have money that can obtain this technology, utilize it, make their life better from it, and you know profit from it. You know, and then they're just going to profit more and more people that have the money to do this kind of thing or are working on this kind of thing. So if you're not on the in on this technology, you're going to be on the out.
you're going to be on the lower end, lower class, lower caste uh, of this society. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a shame. So when you look at this technology as a whole, it's great. It's fantastic. It's life changing. It's, it's humanity changing technology that if used for good, if used for bringing society together, allowing us to progress to, and progress together, um, it will be beneficial. If it only stays with the high class, those who can afford it, those who, you know, only need it to, you know, change paralysis and that medically need it, um, and, and, and have the ability to actually obtain it through their insurance, uh, here in America anyway, um, you know, that's, that's great for those folks who need it, but what about the people who can't afford it? You know, that's going to be the, the problem there. So they say in the next 10 years, by 2030, phones will be obsolete, that we will not have them. We will either be wearing something that's like a phone on our arm or implanted, not necessarily in the head, but in, maybe implanted in your hand, or you can like hold your hand up and have a phone call or something, I, you know, they're already working on it. So they're saying by 2030, we won't even need phones. <sighs> Technology moves fast. Think about, think about this just for a moment. Think about how fast technology moved from, from VCRs or even televisions. Well, no, forget, forget televisions, just VCRs, right? When this come out in like the eighties, then in the nineties, we already had laser discs and then DVDs. And then by early two thousands, DVD players, you know, they were being used, but then we had Blu-ray and then we had nothing. Then we have nothing. Now everything's in the cloud. Everything's under DVR. Everything's recorded. You don't need a DVD unless you want to pull out something out of your library or you have a family video on it or something like that. DVDs are, you know, people are throwing those things out. We don't really need them anymore. So what's going to happen in the future when all that stuff runs out? That's going to be really interesting to me personally. I think it's going to be that stuff can move so fast. So think about how that compares and contrasts to phones. You know, phones have been around now since 19, actually the eighties, but you know, widespread, you know, into the nineties, late nineties and early two thousands, people, you know, widespread had them and they became affordable and think about how fast the recording technology like VCRs and DVDs moved every 10 years, you had a different technology. So in 10 years, in eight years, we could have a totally different technology than phones. We've had phones for a while, just like we had VCRs for a while. And then we got this technology change and everything, the, the flick of a switch, everything changed. Now we have, you know, just a, a mind blowing array of different options. So, you know, all it takes is the next Steve Jobs to come up with an idea, to push people in that direction, to not take no for an answer, and to make their dreams a reality. You got Elon Musk now. You got him saying he's going to make the Neuralink. But it requires surgery that most people are not going to get. So we need something that doesn't require surgery, but that can be utilized by a wearable, right? You know, like a watch that can project um, 
the phone screen into the air, something like that, right? Um, but eventually, it will be some sort of mind link technology. Maybe it'll be a watch that's a wearable that can connect with your mind some way without surgery um, that will be, be able to allow you to communicate with people. Um, or maybe even just an earbud, something as simple as an earbud that can communicate to uh, directly to your visual cortex so that you'll be able to see the phone in your eye just like the feed. And if, like I said, again, if you haven't seen the feed, do yourself a favor and watch it. You may not necessarily care for the plot, even though it's a great plot. If you don't care for a plot, just look at, just watch the first episode to see the technology and how it's used and how people become addicted to it in the, in the show as well. It's really interesting because you have a lot of people who are addicted to technology now with cell phones. Um, and they go to like detox farms. Well, what if it was already implanted in you? How are you going to go to a detox farm when you already have the cell phone implanted into you, right? That's going to be a real challenge. So, I mean, you have so many people that want their freedoms. You have so many people that want to be off the grid and you have people that want technology, that they want to be connected. You're going to have a new, a new generation that's going to want to be plugged in all the time. Kids younger and younger are already plugged into tablets. There'll be plenty of people that'll be lining up for this thing. But they'll be the older generation. And people that want their freedoms and people that were raised a different way to say, no, this isn't for me. I'm not going to join this revolution here. And they may be ostracized. They may be marginalized because they won't have that technology at their fingertips. So it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But in 10 years, guaranteed, there will be a massive change in how we utilize communication, social media, and electronics. Especially with the Internet of Things. If you don't know what the Internet of Things are, take a look at that. It's all interconnected with your, your home appliances through the Internet. So you'll be able to control all of your appliances like we talked about earlier in the podcast. But anyway, guys, I'm going to let you go. It's a lot to think about. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves mentally, spiritually, physically. Hopefully you guys are following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.